Magneto Funky, number 34. It's Monday, August 21st, 2017. Hey, I'm Larry, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, it's another sit-rep on where we're at with the SRO grid, and some lab notes. The music, (laughs) because we had a hard-ass week, and we're starting another hard-ass week with whatever crap pea-grabby we'll fling in primetime tonight, we got some hard global grooves opening with indie rocker Stevie Jean.
That fresh new tune was Hell in Every Religion by Stevie Jean, born and raised in the Northern Territory of Australia. Uh, she's both a solo artist and frontwoman for the band Gaia, with whom she's open for bands such as the Cat Empire, the Angels, Grinspoon, and Ice House. And she was named one of the best high school acts in the country this year. Yeah. This is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international podzine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, having surmounted the latest hump in the SRO grid project, with the beginning parts under testing, I mean the Jewel Thief and the Sunstone, I went back to my idea about the end part. Now that would be a 200 watt 20 amp inverter charger and a battery for the in-house kind of grid tight system and the portable AC outlet in the backpack. No Sunstones are going in the in-house unit. For that, I'll just use a conventional sealed lead acid battery that if I have to, I can leave behind. Because in-house is just for getting through a level one grid down. Half hour, you know, hour tops. So I don't need a huge deep cycle battery. A 12 volt under 20 amp hour unit for around 50 bucks will work fine. And there are plenty of car power inverters I could make work. The portable AC outlet could be the same car inverter. But hey, since I want to use the BBF switch instead of a battery bank, I started looking past Jewel Thieves to straight-up boost converters and transformers. Then I came across flyback transformers. Some experimenters used them to play Tesla, making high-voltage arcs and Jacob ladders, and they know what that is. But I have no interest in that. Apparently, you can also use them in a sub-150 watt switch mode power supply. And hey, I don't need more than 100 watts. Cool. And as it happens, uh, during the week, another tenant on my floor threw out an older 14-inch pre-digital CRT TV. Now, these big tube TVs and monitors all use flyback transformers because you need that high frequency signal to run that big CRT. So after I checked it for burn marks and nastiness, uh, I brought it to M Funky Labs and removed the circuit board and some of the heavy wire around it. Now aside from the end part, I left the works around the neck of the big cathode ray tube. I left all that the hell alone. I put the cover back on it, and I returned it to the trash. And we'll just yada yada over how nasty the board was. Uh, I discharged the capacitors, and I did clean the thing with isopropyl alcohol at least twice, and I got to do it again. Uh, And luckily, the pinout schematic for the flyback was printed next to the pins on the bottom, 
which saved a huge headache in trying to identify the pins, uh, particularly because my cheap-ass multimeter isn't sensitive enough for me to get ohm readings from this thing. I did find one video from this cat, Ludic Science, that was the most practical, concise, and non-tech-speak method to finding the primary uh, coil and the ground wire for the secondary coil. Now, if you're doing this and you don't have a pinout, and by using a couple 9-volt batteries, it's the least likely way to give you a shock during testing. So, I have the fly bag. I desoldered it, and I got the ground pin marked. And according to the schematic, the primary coil pins are number one and number five. That's for the collector and for the B-plus pin. Cool. And now, the flyback will sit on the shelf till I get some 16 gauge wire for it. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, back with more sit rep and some lab notes. Okay, back to the state. Uh, continuing the hard global grooves with Living the Dream. A little hard punk by Augen a DIY hardcore band from Cologne and Bonn in Germany. And that's from the new album, M20, released on May 20th. And it's followed up with the groove-laced melodic broken beat of Smudge by London-based producer Phoniques. That's uh, F-O-N-I-Q-Z. Uh, from the 2012 EP D2, on Scotland net label Black Lantern Music.
Hey, Geek Notes. Today, the 21st of August, sees the continuing fallout from President Nazi's inability to stick to a public relations boilerplate speech about the Klan. Instead, looking to whip up a race war over George Washington and Thomas Jefferson because he can't admit a dumbass mistake. Yeah, Bannon was the latest rat booted from the bunker, but so what? Tangerine Palpatine's still holding his Nazi rallies, and yeah, he will pardon ex-Sheriff Joe Arpaio just to be a dick, hoping a public rash of domestic terror hijinks will short-circuit his impeachment. And yeah, we can all deplore the white supremacists' Nazi assholes on the street, but don't forget, there are more white hoods and swastikas in the average country club than the average biker bar. So enough focusing on the latest public haters. Medicare, Social Security, public education, and clean air are still on the chopping block, and the GFY GOP will abandon fearless leader as soon as that's done, because otherwise... The only accomplishments of this dumpster fire administration will be a stolen Supreme Court seat and the Jim Crow Gestapo terror campaign on brown immigrants and making North Korea sound reasonable. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's run the dates. Okay, let's see. August the 21st is Senior Citizens Day. Uh, August 23rd is World Day for Slave Trade Abolition. And in 1609, the telescope was first demonstrated by Galileo. On August the 24th, in 2006, Pluto was declassified as a planet by the International Astronomical Union following a vote at their 10-day General Assembly in Prague. It was given status instead as a dwarf planet on account of its being smaller than the moon and because of its highly elliptical tilted orbit, which overlaps with that of Neptune. Uh, Let's see, also on August 24th, in 79 AD, the long dormant Mount Vesuvius erupted, burying the Roman cities of Pompeii and Herculaneum. August 25th, oh, we got a festival. The 28th annual King Tut Egyptian Festival, happening the 25th through the 27th in Hayward. Uh, That's at 2500 Hanson Road. The event will feature an array of foods and family-friendly activities to entertain all ages. Uh, The food will include Egyptian delicacies like shish kebab, kofta, falafel, vegetarian plates, and traditional desserts. Uh, Guests will have the opportunity to browse through collections of pharaonic papyrus art and artifacts, wear traditional garb, and take home commemorative photos and souvenirs. Cool. And let's see, August the 26th is Women's Equality Day. And instead of concentrating on the big hater gathering in Chrissy Field or the anti-hater marches this weekend, we got some actual celebrations. And to all you patriot prayer fake-ass faithful, As long as you call Black Lives Matter and the Southern Poverty Law Center hate groups, you can shove your meaningful dialogue back up your nice Nazi cornholes. Anyway, on the 26th, 
we have the Umoja Festival 2017 uh, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at Lowell Park, 1098 12th Street in Oakland. Uh, it's featuring art, beauty products, clothing and accessories, jewelry, and home decor. Uh, you'll have food, drinks, and snacks from the Caribbean, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Kenya, Nigeria, and you got local soul food. Oh, there's also West African High Life, Reggae, a 14 Pan African Soccer Tournament, and a new thing called Town Square. It's a new interactive, informational, and educational area of the festival. Cool. Oh, and it's free. And later on that day, we have Puff Pass and Paint Bay Area. Uh, that's happening from 9 to 11 p.m. in Oakland at Cannabis Creative, uh, 2607 Mandela Parkway. They say come join us for the original Puff Pass and Paint class with sessions held in Denver, Portland, Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, and the Bay Area. It's a two-hour class. All art supplies are included, 21 and over. You really think there are any tickets at this point? <laughs> it's a BYOC, BYOB event. Now, the exact address listing will be on the purchase tickets. That's to forestall any gate crashers. And it's the first ever cannabis-friendly art class. And you can find out more by going to dubpuffpassandpaint.com. And, let's see, on the 27th, in 2003, the world's biggest battery was connected to provide emergency power to Fairbanks, Alaska's second largest city. Without power lines between Alaska and the rest of the country, the state is an electrical island. Worse, tough environmental conditions cause a total city blackout about every two, three years. So, this $35 million rechargeable battery contains 13,760 large nickel-cadmium cells that weigh a total of 1,300 tons and covers 2,000 square meters, an area greater than a sports field. Uh, the battery can provide 40 megawatts of power, enough for around 12,000 people for up to seven whole minutes while diesel backup generators are started. This is an important safeguard where winter temperatures can drop as low as minus 51 degrees centigrade. And since it's been a while, uh, hold still for a second. Okay, yeah, we're back in the deep end. Considering our place in the universe and what we look like today to any ET anthropologist studying Earth, what if the awful truth were that we aren't alone, but we're actually left alone because we're so freaking dangerous. I mean, for all we know, 20 light years out, there's a double lane galaxy highway for communication and transportation going right past us. And if there's a county road turnoff, there's probably a Milky Way AAA checkpoint there where you have to sign a waiver first and they give you a warning about bringing pets back because you're essentially going to Skull Island. Now, that 20 light years, it ain't empty space. That's a little over 115 stars in 81 star systems, including Sirius. With 17, they can have an Earth-like planet. Maybe with 
cosmopolitan inhabitants who know all about us and dread the day we discover warp drive. And just consider for a moment the tech it would take to divert signals around our little tiny spot in this huge galaxy. And I bet it's a piece of cake for a level one civilization. Oh, hey, there's another movie pitch that'll go to sci-fi. And if one of y'all out there pitches them and sells it, I want two points on the gross. You hear me? Uh, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice, after almost a week of readings, the sunstone cells have cured, so to speak, and sorted themselves out. Uh, The final result is one cell, number one, still holding above 600 millivolts. Oh, the other two, 360 and 275. Now, number four, I already cleaned out on Friday. So, it's going to have company as I see about redoing the hex nut cells. Because i got to be able to recycle these things. I can't just throw them out if it don't work. And I also decided that before trying to get a big 6 or 12 volt battery, I'm just going to see about a 2 or a 3 cell AA unit that can run the jewel thief. Uh, Meanwhile, in addition to the flyback transformer, there are a few big transistors with heat sinks, uh, some resistors, capacitors, and a couple exotic looking parts on that TV circuit board I'm going to be desoldering after I clean it again. Uh, meanwhile, I discovered another reference book in PDF form uh, called Practical Electronics for Inventors by Paul Shares, which got positive mentions on some of the electronics forms. And while Googling around, I considered the whole thing about whether or not I consider myself a newbie with electronics and when you're no longer a new. Because there's no consensus on that at all in the general makerspace. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if you know enough to know what you don't know, but you can tell a diode from a resistor, and if you can copy a circuit that another person built and make it work? You're not an expert, but I'd say you're not a newbie. Uh, One blog had 10 basic skills for electronics beginners, and I've done all 10 of them. So even though the Jewel Thief is the first circuit I've played with in years, I took and passed a basic electronics course years ago. Yeah, I aced the damn thing. And aside from working on my marble, I've been immersed in electronics since beginning this show in January. So I definitely don't feel like I'm a newbie. Though I wouldn't turn down 
helpful advice from any engineer out there who's not an asshole. <laughs> anyway. Okay. For one more tune, uh, this week, it's another piece by UK producer and live set performer and DJ Morphemish, who's also part of the Black Lantern music, the Edinburgh Techno Cartel, Fuzzy Warm, and London's Future Motive Collectives. Uh, the tune is Raj Time, from the 2015 album The Big Picture. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. Hey, Magneto Funky is a 1223 Studios joint. Show files are at iTunes, Internet Archives, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and I got MP3 streaming on the Facebook. If you like the show, hey, thanks. Please drop a review or a rating at iTunes or the Facebook. Something that nobody's done yet. Uh, show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, August 28th. And don't forget, August is Charlie Parker Month. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.